Ready? <clears throat> yes, sir. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go. Best soccer show. Backheel.com. Jason Davis and Jared Dubois. We're doing it in the dark again. No live show, but we are recording, and people are calling, Jared, already. For, I haven't even had a chance to introduce They've got to the get show. their BSS. It's, it's all about the phone calls. 310, who's this? Sean in Los Angeles. What's going on, Sean? All kinds of goodness. Well, as with uh, most American uh, national team fans, I'm watching this next round with clenched fists. Right? Needed so breath. My question is, uh, I, I went to Brazil. I watched every game. Got to be an American uh, tourist groupie. I went to uh, the Gold Cup final um, and just watched the dismay against Mexico. So I've seen the, the excitement to the pit that we're in right now. And I'm going to suggest this. Maybe Klinsman was right. Maybe having our best players not be in the top leagues, coming back mostly uh, playing in the MLS, maybe that's had uh, a net a negative, a net negative effect on the U.S. men's national team. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, I want to leave that question to the side for a second, Jerry. Let me just say that uh, despite the the dumps that we've been in this summer, despite the loss to Jamaica, despite the getting uh, absolutely manhandled by Mexico and the whatever that thing is called, uh, Klinsman still has a job. Conca- well, no, what I was going to say is that this roster, despite the fact that it has Alan Gordon on it, despite the fact that it has Kyle Beckerman and Jermaine Jones, some older heads on it. I'm kind of excited. I'm glad that that Matt Miazga is on this roster. I'm glad that Darlington Nagby's on this roster, and I hope it means some good things are coming, Jared. Um, yeah, you can take that line with it. You're not going to. <laughs> I, 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 I just no Clint Dempsey. I, I don't really get it. Um, I, I, it's a lot of the same rehash. We still don't have. <clears throat> Excuse me. You still don't have Lee Wynn in this team. You still don't have Benny Failhaber in this team. You don't have Legette, Finley. I mean, it's just it's okay. it's not what I wanted to see. Matt Miazga, fantastic. I'm glad to get the kids getting a shot. But I just think like if you're gonna do this, do it. Don't half-ass it. Fair enough. Um, I do think it's kind of a weird roster in that it's uh, like half really old guys that are probably not gonna make it to 2018, and half a bunch of guys who are unproven. I mean, don't Nabby's 25. It's not like he's a He's a kid, but he's never played international soccer. So we don't know what we're going to get out of him. Matt Miazga is 20 years old. There are some other guys in this group that are uh, kind of green. I, 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 To the other point, to Sean's other point about our players and where they're playing and blah, 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 I'm sorry I don't buy that as an excuse. Would it be nice? Would it help? Would, would Michael Bradley be sharper if he was playing in Italy? Maybe, but not if he's sitting on the bench. And maybe he could have gone and played in the mid-table in, 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 in England or uh, back to Germany and played. In, I, I don't know. Maybe, Jared. Maybe that would help. But I just don't think that it was, there was ever a time when so many of our players were playing high-level soccer in, in Europe that we should be sitting here thinking they should be this bad at this moment. Yeah, I, I well, also in, think in that. Sean, it's, Sean, it's, Sean. The, it's the spear. It's the tip of the spear, right? It's Bradley. It's Dempsey. Um, it's, you know, that's the core group. It's Jermaine Jones, uh, if you will, the, the spine of what the U.S. team is. So if the top players are playing a step below and everyone else we know just aren't as good as them, doesn't that have such um, almost an amplified effect? It, it could, but here's my thing about the argument, John, is that it's it's unprovable. Yes. It's, it, it's unprovable sure. because they're not there. So you don't know what they would be like. They are here, and this is what they look like. I don't think you're going to get a amazingly different player uh, by them just playing in a different league. Is Josie Altador any different at Toronto than he was at Sunderland? No. I mean, he's not playing. He's not like he came back to MLS and obviously he's a great player. It's not like he was a good player there. These things don't necessarily they, – they're not magic. Now, granted, over time – you may get a better product of a person that's playing overseas. Not going to dispute that. But I don't think it's necessarily provable because to Jason's point, look, look at Jeff Cameron. The guy was playing for Stoke 
And Jurgen Klinsmann still wasn't starting. Him. Yeah, and, or and, even bringing him up to the twenty-three man roster. And, and guys like okay, maybe not Michael Bradley. And and you, if you want to use Michael Bradley as your one-off argument, fine. Uh, certainly Josie Outdoor, as Jared said, not necessarily better uh, at Sunderland than he is now. Clint Dempsey just got older. I mean, let's just let's just put that out there, Jared. It's not like Clint Dempsey stopped aging the second he left England, and and his skills are exactly the same as they were when he was at Fulham. This is or or Tottenham for that matter. It's this is a player who is more effective in MLS because the league is of a lesser quality. But I don't think that necessarily means he's um, he's a guy who suddenly stopped being himself because he changed leagues. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I I think what he is is still serviceable to the national team. Is he a starter? Well, you could debate it, but I don't see anyone really knocking down the door that's going to take Clint Dempsey's spot. I don't see that guy. Well, I mean, he's not on this team, so so Klinsman must see that guy, or must Klinsman just might feel that the, it's time to send a message to Clint Dempsey. I guess I don't know. He's yeah, but what does it say about Klinsman that this is the guy he made captain? Yeah, I know. I, it's weird. It's weird. Sean, you got anything else before I let you go? No, other than you guys are awesome. And Appreciate my fingers it. are crossed, crossed, crossed. All right. Well, I mean, look, it, the opener is is St. Vincent and the freaking Grenadines, Jared. No, I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's a lovely place to visit. I, I, you know, maybe it's a great vacation spot, but we should not have any trouble with them. I don't care. We are playing on a baseball field for some wacky reason, but we should have no problem with them. You, sh- you could throw in Darlington, Nagby, Matt Biazga, uh, all of these young guys, all these, you could throw in Alan Gordon as your starting forward, and we should still be St. Vincent and the Grenadines easily at home. It's, so is it Klinsman kind of throw, chasing Dempsey with a, with a paper tiger to a certain extent? Um, I, maybe, maybe, but then you have Trinidad and Tobago on the road. So, and I, that one's not going to be easy. So I, I don't know. 646, you're on the air. Hey, it's this with Lee from the Bronx. What's going on, Lee? Uh, not so much. I uh, just enjoyed the, uh, the win versus DC. Yeah, I imagine sure you did. Now, now look, and I talked to Jesse Marsh uh, today, Jared, which you know, listen to my Sirius XM satellite radio show. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Uh, you know, he, I asked him about not playing their best, and he's like, "Hey, DC did some stuff to us. I mean, they they made it hard. They didn't shout, they didn't really threaten our our goal. DC had two. Oh, they're they're very effective at what they do. Yeah, but they did, but they didn't but create any chances. What they chances. do, you know, really great for them. I'm not sure. And, and the thing that the thing that that the ant the uh the the kryptonite. That, that the Red Bulls have for what DC does, Jared, is that they don't make the mistakes that DC needs to feast on in order to make their system work, in order to make their style work. DC sits back. They're gonna, uh, they're gonna make it hard on you. They're gonna be physical. They're gonna clog up passing lanes. But yeah. they're not, but they have to have a mistake. They have to have Chris Rolfe picking off a pass in the attacking, in attacking half in order for there to be a good chance. You know what I'm saying? And also probably some shots and goals would help. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They created, they had two in the entire series, Jared, and they came, both came in that second leg. Yeah, and Bill Hamid is also de- definitely not going to let too much by him. Uh, he had, he had a oh, good yeah. series, I think, and obviously a great season. I don't expect him to be back in DC next year. I also think regarding this matchup, is it just me or do my opinion of Perry Kitchen, first of all, grew? Over this series, yeah. but also it grew with his facial hair. That <laughs> man wears a good beard. He he is he 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 looks the part. Okay, now I don't think that necessarily matters. You want matters. that beard at that position? Yeah, I I, I, don't, I think I think I don't think it obviously it obviously doesn't doesn't have any bearing at all on how good he is. No, he, bear, it has bearing on how I see him though for some reason. But don't you kind of love the fact that the two best number six prospects we have in the pool? Look completely different. Perry Kitchen looks like a guy you do not want to met. Like if Perry Kitchen is hitting on your girl at the bar, you let Perry Kitchen hit on your girl at the bar. Yeah, he's gonna stomp on you. Yeah, Will 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 Trap is in the other end of that spectrum. Will Trap, no, dude, yeah, that, that, that you have no problem with your girl with that guy. <laughs> Will Trap is like. <laughs> I'll leave that little teddy bear on the dance floor. It's <laughs> exactly right. Um, so when you look at when you look at oh what, my girl probably wants to cuddle with him. <laughs> When you look at what's coming up next, Lee, uh, you know, Columbus can be a much different challenge. They're not going to sit back. They are going to fly forward and there may be some space. I think Lloyd Sam could have a big series, but they can also hurt you pretty bad. Uh, you know, it's Zubar and, and, and the kid back there and the kid's going to come off of international duty. So we'll, we'll see. With the That's yellow me. card. He has a yellow card too. I mean, let's let, let's not rem- forget about the yellow card accumulation problems, Jared, that these teams are going to have in the in, in the conference finals. I think the travel thing's a bigger deal than maybe people are going to make out of it because Matt Miaska, this hasn't been his his. This is a new part of his being no, a professional. Well, no, he's been going. He's been leaving for. I know U20s, he's, he's done U23. some stuff, but this is. But you know how Jurgen Klinsmann runs a team, and you know how when I say that, I mean you know how he runs 
a team. Yeah, like literally sure. runs yeah. a team. No, I know. It's so ridiculous. It's Get to the chopper! I mean, I get tired <laughs> just thinking about what he puts those guys through. I mean, it's it's insane. Uh all right. Did Lee, you guys talk about t- uh, if Niaz does like a serious call up or is just just a cat thing? Well, I mean, look, uh, there is the whole Polish specter. I don't think that's happening. I don't think Miazga has ever even nodded in the direction of the Polish national team except to he say, hey, pretty open, but uh, well, but he's been playing for the U.S. at every level possible. Yeah, that's true. There's, it's, it's in every player's best interest to leave that open. Yeah, sure. But yeah. but uh, so so but at the same time. It's not, it wouldn't be wrong for Klinsman to say, let's get the kid in there. Now, is that a five yeah. minute, is that a five minute substitute appearance against St. Vincent and the Grenadines with the game already in hand? Or is that, let's just throw him out there and see how he does. I mean, he's proven capable at every single level he's been. The, but the, the fact that it's a debate at all tells you that he has earned it because otherwise yeah. we'd be just talking about it like it was Julian Green. No, no, I, I, I had, my, I had Matt Miazga up as one. He didn't make the final three, but I think there's a legitimate argument for Matt Miazga as defender of the year. I really do. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, he, you know he, I, I was, I was talking to somebody who, who knew something uh, at, at a supporters bar afterwards, uh, knew something about the Polish national team, and he said it would be hard for, he, for him to crack that. So maybe, uh, like his suggestion, I don't know how true this is, but it would maybe actually easier for, the, for him on the U.S. national team. Well, I don't okay. know. Maybe that I, I haven't looked at the Polish national team roster in a long time. I know, obviously, you got Robert Lewandowski up top, but beyond that, I, I don't know what they've got, Jared, so I can't speak to that. Um, I yeah, yeah, I can't really talk about it either. I'm, it's not like I'm watching Polish soccer. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I'm sure. I don't, I don't even watch the EPL. I'm not going to watch Polish national team. Okay, let's let me see what their most recent roster had. Uh, I'm I'm going to butcher these names. Okay, you've got uh, Jacob. Uh, good lord. Warzin, don't do it. Warzin, don't do it. Okay, fine. We've got a. Okay, how about this? I do this. We've got a guy from Lekia Gdansk, Borussia Dortmund, Torino. Osmanlispor in Turkey, Krasnodar in Russia, Legia Warsaw, Warsaw in Poland, Modena, which I guess is in Italy, but definitely not in the top division, and Benfica B. Those are the defenders they called in. The guy from Benfica B is a 20 year old as well. So, hmm. the, the, and these were, these were for friendlies. These weren't for com, com, right. seriously competitive matches. That's just most recent. Uh, you've got, um, guys who've been called up previously. Guys from Poland. I mean, guys who are playing in the Polish League. A guy who's playing in Russia for Tarek Grozny. A guy who's playing for Cologne. Okay. The guy from playing for Cologne is probably pretty decent. But the rest of them, I don't know that that's impossible. Let me just say it that way. I don't know that yeah, that's impossible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you got anything else, Lee? That's all I got right now. All right, man. Appreciate the phone call. Good stuff. All right. All right. There goes uh, Lee. Where did he say he was from? Brooklyn? Yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, or Bronx. Sorry, man. He's going to hit you up on that. He was yeah, in the maybe. Bronx. Uh, we had another phone call. They dropped off, so that means we get to go ahead until somebody else calls in. Uh, well, was... I, I do want to build off this national team for a moment. So, Darlington Nagby. Okay. First of all, everyone wants it, right? Not not a big mystery there. Everyone's happy to see Darlington Nagby on the national team, right? Right. I think, yes. I think 99% of the population is happy to see Darlington Nagby in the national okay, team. Okay, so let me ask you. Applying Klinsman's own philosophy... Is he really, is there really no one ahead of him? Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. Do you think, do, do you think that this, look, I think Darlington Abbey's a nice player. Um, he's, he's taken on this role, this box to box role for, for uh, Portland and done well with it. We know yeah. he's got some, some great speed. He's a heady player. I think he makes good passes, especially on the break. And I, I made this argument on Soccer Morning, Jared. We haven't had a guy who can run the break like Darlington Abbey since Landon Donovan left. We haven't had that. Yeah, I say that's fair. And, and, and I'm not saying he's landing Donovan quality, but we haven't had that element to this team. And I think it's something we're sorely missing. A guy so, that gets his heads up, head up and yes. just wants to push. Yeah. And maybe Klinsman sees that or maybe he's, maybe it's sort of a reward for the guy. I mean, he's, like I said, well, he, let's, let's be honest here. Think of all the, the list of guys that have not worked next to Michael Bradley. I mean, Mixed Discord was supposed to be the guy, right? Yeah. Mixed Discord was supposed to be that guy. Couldn't Darlene Nagby be the replacement for Mixed Discord in a nice little box? I would hope so. I think he's an upgrade over to Mixed That's Discrude his role, right? If, you're, of, if he's yeah. going to play Caleb Porter's role in the national team, he's playing Mixed Discord's mixed yes. spot. Absolutely. Uh, 305, you're on the air. Gringo Mark from New York. Hey, Gringo Mark, what's oh, going no. on, man? Nothing much. Gr- uh, Gringo Jared. I'm actually calling about the dancing exclusion from the team. Um, I'm kind of on the line that United States cannot play with two slow forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to play Josie, you definitely need somebody with some speed next to him. And I love Dempsey, but, you know, playing that carpet, um, very long season, you can see that he's just not himself. I don't know if he's carrying an injury from when he was out for a while. 
Um, but, you know, and also Landon Donovan commented on that. He said that it wasn't a smart decision to leave him out. Uh, and, you know... Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, a little bit of a vested interest. In I, don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with Landon shaking things up and saying what he thinks. Um, you know, uh, the wisdom of it, I, I guess it remains to be seen. I mean, it is weird that you're going to call in Jordan Morris, Alan Gordon, Bobby Wood and not call in, uh, Clint Dempsey. I mean, Zardis and Altidore, I get. Um, and we're still, no, I don't think anybody's completely sold on just Giassi. He's, he's kind of in it. He's up and down, Jared. Is he a, is he a midfielder? Is he a forward? Based on the other people that, 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 uh, Clemson has brought in, though, I think people were sold on him. Okay. I mean, he hasn't brought anyone in, uh, well, else in better. Look, and, 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 uh, Gringo Mark actually hit me on Twitter earlier today and said the other options because I'm thinking, okay, you know, where does he go to? Where does he turn? We, uh, we'll get to the Alan Gordon thing in, in a moment. It depends. Are you talking striker or midfield? Cause what is Giassi's Well, is? okay. We're talking striker because, uh, Gringo Mark okay. threw out, uh, Jerome Kiesewetter. Uh, Andrew Wooten. Who's Ramirez? Who am I missing? Chris, what's his name? Christian Ramirez. Christian Ramirez. Yeah, for, oh, they play for Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota? Yeah, plays for Minnesota. Who, who may or may not get a shot down the line. I mean, if, uh, if Miguel Ibarra, in, who, who's in this You're team. You're forgetting Chris Wondolowski. No, no, okay, no. Here's, here's a I'm real talking, shout. I'm talking about here's, a, here's a real shout. Here's a real shout. Charlie Davies. Yeah, sure. I, 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 I think that Charlie Davies, I mean, he sort of lost his job down the stretch to, to Agadello, and obviously they, they didn't make it through the playoffs. So we won't see or Juan Agadello. <laughs> to or, be honest or, with you, or Juan Agadello. Yeah, or Juan Agadello. I mean, I, I, I still like Juan Agadello. I think Juan Agadello still has a future in this team if somebody will just give him a, another shot at it. Um, I, again, I'm so I'm I'm weirded out. By How much money you want to put though that Klinsman once again in this continuing run of playing guys in positions they don't play with their club teams? Darlington Abbey is going to be a forward. <sighs> My God! Yeah, you know I said. Don't you either. see it, kinda? Yeah, I threw something out there like that. I, I. No, probably a right wing. I yeah, he'll probably be. Right a, he'll, he'll probably be a winger based on his speed, and he'll probably be a winger. Well, and, that's not that bad because Portland used him like that a, a well, number yeah, of times but, as well. That's true, but he also he had a very okay. He He's was, had great success recently. He in was the in, he was playing inside out. He was pressing. I mean, he was he was actually playing very Landon Donovan esque. Yeah. Now that I think about it, in terms of he, well, he would pinch in because Rodney Wallace has that great overlap. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need the overlap, and where's the overlap in this team? It's not. Yeah, it could be Fabian Johnson if you put him out there. If you put him out there, okay, he's listed as a defender on the team. I, I hope that's true. I hope that's surprised a... he brought in Fabian Johnson. No, because why would I believe? Why, why would I expect Klinsman to follow any script at all? So the so the the Mexico game happens. Clint Dempsey takes no hit, no hit from Klinsman in the press. Not on the team. Yeah, I know. Fabian Johnson ends up the scapegoat and is back on the team. Yeah, Duh and or hello. I, I have no idea. Gringo Mark, you got anything else, man? No, I say that. I appreciate the phone call. There you go. Uh, Gringo Mark checking in. He's good. One of the best Twitterers out there. Um, all right. So if we're on this roster thing, we'll stick with this roster thing. Okay. So again, I'm, I'm going to come back to something I, I teased a second ago. Alan Gordon. What, what bothers me about Alan Gordon, Jared, is that this is, he is so clearly the last resort break glass in case of emergency guy. And it just indicates to me that Klinsman is not, he's still not sure. Oh yeah. What he wants to do. He still, he still thinks he needs a guy. Now against Trinidad and Tobago, maybe you do need this guy. I think, I think pragmatically it makes a lot of sense, but it just speaks to the, it, it speaks, speaks to Klinsman thought, his thought process. Oh my God. We're, yeah, but teams we're down have these goal. players. Teams I, have these, these exact role players that are good for certain things and and they make livings out of them that's what alan gordon is he's that guy either if you're up by a goal or down by a goal late in the yeah, game you bring him in because he's either going to a scrap to try to get you one or yeah. b scrap to delay the game yeah. hold up the ball yeah. fight for it. i mean it, there's something to be said for having that guy on your bench so i i get the frustration from people out there in terms of this isn't the future of the u.s national team you're absolutely correct but there's no person that's more the present of the U.S. national team than Alan Gordon. Okay, fair enough. It's it's just like it's, and I, I I like Alan Gordon because he's a he's a he seems like a good guy. He busts his ass every time he plays. Jared, there's no there's no quit in Alan Gordon, and and he's, he's that 1970s he's, baseball player. He's so he seems so fought. Yeah, he's uh he's Jackie Moon from uh whatever that basketball movie with the semi pro. Yeah, he's that guy, right? That's who he is. Okay. Yeah, I, I was thinking the catcher from um from uh, uh minor uh, major league. Okay, he's a little it's a little like that uh Jake um yeah, it's not coming to me right now. I can't believe that's my favorite movie all time. Tom Berger is yeah, the role. Yeah. Or or 
like um, Nick Nolte in um, North Dallas 40. It's, it's like that, right? I've like, never seen North, oh North my Dallas God, 40. You got to go see that movie. So, mm-hmm. or you have to find that movie. It's, uh, it, it's this, it's this, I mean, you know, soccer is, that's what he, I'm, I'm a soccer dude. You know, like I'm just, uh, whatever. I mean, I like Alan Gordon. Okay. I do. But Alan Gordon is the homeless man's Brian McBride, right? I mean, that, that's how far down we've gone with this at this point. Yeah. But there's no Brian McBride in this team. I know. So I, it, it's, I was just thinking the other day, I, I was putting out the Twitter question the was last night about, the best MLS header ever is it Kamara or is it Twelman? You know, in, in, in MLS. And I was thinking, well, I didn't even mention McBride. Well, first of all, probably because I don't necessarily think of him as an MLS player. Yeah, yeah, it was a but I was years. also thinking, like, who's that big header of the ball in this in, in the U.S. national team? Maybe a defender. People want to say Omar Gonzalez, but he doesn't do it. No, he should do it. He's yeah. supposed to do it. You think he would do it, and he doesn't. The honest answer is Clint Dempsey's probably your best head ball winner in this team. Carlos Bigger is no Boca Negra's not around anymore. Brian McBride's not around anymore. Eddie Johnson's he, not around anymore. Eddie Johnson, fantastic flick on, maybe the best flick on header we've ever had in the team. Mm-hmm. He never get, never got props for that. No, but I who's your aerial threat? Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. This is that that guy is not necessarily supposed to be as important anymore, right? That well, I mean, guy, listen, the, the U.S. has has don't be wrong. They have plenty of guys six foot that that cause matchup problems. So on any given set piece, he could be any guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I look. That's not Josie's not good at it. It's not Josie's game. He'll score a, a headed goal once a year. I, mean, I don't know how many he had this year. I could go find the stats, but he's not that guy. Um, in terms of if you're going to take it away from just winning the ball in the air. I actually think that uh Bobby Wood's not a bad hold up forward in the mold of I don't know Wayne Rooney in the mold of a uh, of a Dom Dwyer if you're going to go MLS. Um, yeah, I would I would kill for a Kai Kamara. I know. I I know. I know. How do we make kill one of those? Kill for a Kai Kamara. Is there is there any in the Galaxy Academy system right now, Jared? There's got to be one guy, right? No? Uh sure. Uh, we seem to be making short guys that are good with the ball, which is good great too. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name's Jack McBean. I don't think that's oh the guy God. you want. Even well, though he did he was Los Dos, I believe, MVP this season. He, he, look, he's supposed to be coming on. We'll see. Robert from LA, you're on the air. Hey guys, how's it going, guys? Uh one one to change the, uh, the subject and talk about the European team coming up. And uh I want to talk about Don Dinner. Okay, you're breaking up on us, Robert. We're actually we are talking about the national team. What is it you wanted to talk about? Uh, I just wanted to ask about. Uh, first of all, I'm excited for him, Bernard and Nagley. Oh, I also yeah, want to yeah, know what can you say about the program that where you're working on someone like to get sick for. Well, I mean, look, I I don't have a Robert. Your phone is absolutely terrible. I'm letting you go. Uh, I don't have a problem, Jared, with. With bringing in guys who are natural. I don't have a problem with the German Americans. I just think that you have to be, as a coach, you have to be conscious of the balance. And you have to, you have to work in guys who, A, deserve it, and, and, and B, bring something different to the team. I mean, I have no problem with I, I don't think Nagby. it says much about the U.S. national team that he can just come in because no. I think Darlington Nagby, you can pick, pick a generation, 2002 U.S. national team, the 2010 U.S. national team. He was good enough to play on any of those teams. Yes. I mean, Darlene Nagby is good enough to play for national team level soccer. And I, I got no problem with that. My bigger question is, how does he fit in? Him getting a shot before a couple other guys, maybe. But in the end, he's a good call up for this national team. Yeah, no, I, have no I got no, I got no issue. No, with no, it we, we can argue. Look, especially look, that, that argument or that question from Robert doesn't hold a lot of water for me. When there's a fail hopper, there's a win, uh, there's, um, a Kellen Rowe, there's a Charlie Davies, there's, Ethan uh, Ethan Finley, um, Legette. yeah, Sebastian Legett, absolutely. I'm trying to think of the kids, a Kellen Acosta who's eventually going to come through. Um, there's, uh, Uloa. Yeah. I mean, uh, Christian, uh, Roldan up in, in Seattle eventually may come through. Is he, is he American? I can't remember. Maybe he's not. I believe so. He's a Seattle product, homegrown product. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. I don't know about his allegiances. He may have more than one. Anyway, uh, you may be a dual international. Uh, uh no. how much are you hating that Jesse Gonzalez plays for, is going to play for Mexico? Uh, yeah, no. I, I'm not, I'm not super worried about that. I actually think it's, it's good for MLS if that happens. Uh, Christian Rodan was born in California, but I, I don't know what his family background is. I don't know if he could ever play for somebody else. 913, you're on the air. Hi. I just, uh, wanted to say these playoffs have been amazing this year. Uh, it's been just a blast watching each and every one of them. Um, probably the best I've seen in, I'd say, the last five years. 
Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, uh, there's a lot of discussion about the third kits no longer happening in the MLS. <laughs> yeah, that, that just, just came down. To... Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just I wanted to fill Jared in. Uh, apparently, uh, Merritt Polson, and we had I think we had known that, or we, we had heard that the third kits were being killed off for everybody but the biggest sellers. <laughs> Uh, which would be Seattle. Seattle, I don't know if and LA. Kansas City. Uh, yeah, because they had a they had a classic one and people bought. But apparently, Mayor Paulson says they're all dead now. No, no third kits at all. Period. Just not. It, it, there's not enough money in it for Adidas. Wow, that's 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 rough because it's such a good look for a lot of teams. I hope they convert some of their third kit looks into their second team looks. Then. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Wait, you got anything else? Well, you want to talk uh, playoffs some more? Well, you know, I just I just wanted to say that uh, you know I buy three kits a year, and that's just a lot of le- revenue that's lost out there, and I just don't understand. The <laughs> it's 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 a but it's a return on investment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's production costs. It's it's all of that. I mean, I'm I'm not defending Adidas necessarily, and I don't know how much pull MLS has here. Um, but but I don't know. I mean, I like I, I'm not a guy who can go out and buy every jersey every year, so I, it just doesn't affect me. But I understand that people want to buy them and collect them. That this is well, this is if, a, a bad thing. Go ahead. If you think of it that way, then then are they just not going to have? Are they going to have one new kid every other year? Because with three, it was kind of on a good rotating basis. Yeah. Um, now is it you know only going to be every one or two years? Yeah. Uh, the yeah. other thing is is with us playing in multiple leagues, that third kit really kind of helped out when we were going down to say the CCL or. Um, some of the other things. So it, it had some actual. I don't think it has any legit well, function. I'm 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 not going to make it into that. I just think it's cool to have. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks a lot. We're going to move on. Tyler in Virginia, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, going on? What's going on, Tyler? Uh, not too much. Man. I just wanted to call and, and talk about um, DC. Um, <laughs> the the playoff loss. Right? Ta- so, Tyler um, has DC voice right now, Jared, or, or playoff loser voice right yeah, now. Yeah, his voice <laughs> is the is the incarnation of the peanuts sad like walk. Wah, wah. Yeah, that's not good. I don't. I used to have. Didn't I used to have something? Maybe I don't. Maybe I. Maybe I did. I don't remember. It was. Uh, it was. I think we. Um. I, I like the the. The video from Arrested Development, where yeah, uh, where Michael Bluth is. Yeah, Michael I mean uh, George, uh, George, George Michael. Michael is doing it. Yeah. Uh, well, Tyler, look. Here's a question for you as a, a United fan, um, and and everybody's going to do their post mortem when they fall out of the playoffs, except for that uh, that championship team. What do you think that this is the way forward? Because what we saw very clearly, and this is the second year in a row, is that when pushed to actually create something in the playoffs. They're not capable of it, and and that may be a function of money. But we're seeing teams on lower budgets succeed. What do you think needs to happen? Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I was getting at, man. Um, Look at Dallas. It it's um it looks like they peaked under under Holson, you know, as as far as like his philosophy. Um, and I'm not saying, and I'm not I'm not speaking about you know the roster because I mean me personally, I believe that I believe that you know. With the right, with the right, with the right coaching in place, with the right philosophy, I'm not saying that this team would have gone any further. I'm not saying this team would have done any better, you know, in terms of how far they advanced in the postseason. But what I am saying is that this roster was capable of playing much more attractive soccer mm. than they did, uh, and this is all with wow. a roster that is a lot better than the two shots on goal that they had all series. Interesting. Well, I, I, I got a question on that. Then throwing uh, it right I, at Olsen's feet, Jared. That's pretty big. Has Ben Amen. Olsen worn out the what he brings as being the heart of the team, the face of a franchise, the guy that is synonymous with DC United, has that reached a point of diminishing returns? Um, I would say that, you know, there's a portion of the fan base, uh, myself included, who at this point is, you know, feels like it might be time to turn the page. Um, you know, he he definitely he did a lot for the team. Um and he you know, he was he was good for the he was good for the club while he was there, but you know nothing is forever. Um, and you've also, but at the same time, you've also got some people that are just. I mean, me personally, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk negatively about them because you know what I mean. We're we're still on the same squad at the end of the day. But it to me, it seems like they're just willing to follow blindly, and they're just like using this, you know, this whole like we have limited resources as a crutch, and they're right. just like. Oh, you know, if you think that DC is going to go out and sign XYZ player that you play with off FIFA, then you're doing it wrong. Well, for okay. me, I'm like, yo, it's not about that. But, like but Tyler, said, but, but, but Tyler, look, I think that it, what's interesting and it's something you have to consider, and I'm not going to make excuses for DC United uh, and Casper yeah. and everybody else. 
Uh, or, or for Tohir, who's got cash to put in the club. But if we're talking about mm-hmm. running the club as a business, okay, and, and what they're pulling in and then what they're putting back into it, because that's really how the business is supposed to run. You're not supposed to right. just get a, a check from Daddy Tohir and, and, hey, let's go spend this money. Um, they are, like, so the Red Bulls cut all that payroll, but they also spent money on, on Gonzalo Verone. They also, yeah, they, they also Felipe. have, yeah, well, they traded for Felipe, but question, they also, they also have a, an ongoing business that is way healthier in terms of, of bottom line revenue than DC United. FC Dallas has dumped all that money into their academy, which means they're not spending as much on their top level, but they're getting bang for their buck. Yeah, and, ridiculous. And I don't know if, if FC Dallas's revenue is better, but they I have think their DC own needs to look at the Columbus crew. Okay, I mean, but, but, but the, what's the difference here, Jared? What's the thing that those teams have that DC does not have? A vision and a style? A stadium. They don't have a stadium. Uh, and this, true. And, and here's the thing, Tyler. There's no way Ben Olsen goes anywhere until after the first year in that new stadium. Zero chance. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's reality. But I mean, like I said, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not a, I'm not criticizing the team, you know, for not having the resources or for still here, um, you know, adhering to smart business philosophy. But I'm just saying that the team can play more attractive. No, I agree with you. I agree within their constraints. Ugly. Yeah, it, it was a mess. Within their constraints, I mean, maybe there's some defeatism in this team. Maybe, and maybe it's maybe it's just the way that Benny Olsen likes to play soccer. But it's also some defeatism. It's conservative. It is conservative. It's an idea of okay, well, we have limited resources. We're going to go and and scrape together. You know, we're going to go scrape together guys like Davy Arnaud and Chris Rolfe and and an aging Fabian Spindle and an aging Sabario and and Bobby Boswell, who they just re-signed. Yeah. Jared, we're going to oh, scrape these oh, guys together, and we're going to play old school MLS instead of being instead of saying well maybe we can go scout and look that's an expense too maybe we can go scout somewhere find a guy we can bring in for but 150k DC used to be that team I know that I know earth that talent I know I know and this that's the sad part of it is that that's, well, they yeah, seem that's, to have that's uh, another thing that's frustrating for some of the fan base because you know historically we have done this in the past and we've gotten the kinds of players that can play creatively and you know play this really attractive style but the, the, uh, the christian gomez's the Mario oh, yeah. guevara's yeah. the etcheveris the, 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 luciano Emilio, at least for one season i mean there were those guys yeah that dc united just but found I, well i think they got burned i think they got burned by a couple of dp Marcelo, the second time around with luciano, luciano Emilio. well that th- that was a mistake i don't know why they thought that was a good idea um you know uh marcelo gallardo a couple of other you know they um who's the bronco Bro- boscovich they ran through these guys that were like low-level DPs that didn't pan out, and I think they felt like they weren't getting enough on return on their investment. They changed their... Again, this is this is basically pigeonholing themselves Fred. into being... They want to be super overachievers, and that's a fine thing to be, but you were going to hit a ceiling, Tyler, and that's... that's I mean, it's tough, man. Yeah, and I, I think that's where we are, man. We're just bumping our head up against it, and it's frustrating. Frustrating tell. Right. I appreciate the call, Tyler. We're going to move on. Right, I might have been mistaken. Was Amado Guevara on New York first or DC first? I think it was in New York. Uh, I think it was Metro Star first. Nine five okay. four. You're on the air. Hey Jason, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. Jared's here too. Hi Jared. Yeah. yeah what's up with that? <laughs> what's What's on your mind? Who's the, Who's this? Jason, answer my call. This is uh, This is TJ calling from New York, despite the Florida area code. Okay. What's up, TJ? Oh, I mean, New York's so, just uh, ready also, to throw it in the night. An addendum to that that list that you just had of DPs that didn't pan out for DC. Eddie Johnson. Yeah, I mean, and, and, he, and what was that Come exactly? On, we knew. Yeah, but why did they do it, Jared? I mean, look, because the, the, health, the allure the of the guy aside. that just scored like twenty goals yeah. and was the, the, the he was a fresh hotness. Yeah, but he was on a contract year, and I don't understand I don't why people can't understand patterns. Okay, there are patterns. By the way, Omar Guevara never played for DC. I, I, that's just a kink in your brain, Jared. It's well, that's, oh, I'm thinking of how um, I'm thinking how um, you're, you're thinking uh, what's his name? Jaime Moreno went yeah, back. I think it went back and forth. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. He, he played DC, traded, came back. Um, Eddie Johnson. He, here's, a, here's a question, Jared. I honestly, I'm not, I, I don't know if I, th- if I know the answer. I think I have an idea, but let's, let's say it was three years ago and Eddie Johnson was coming off that year with Seattle and, and he was available, maybe not at the same money that he got because that was part of his problem. And that's what DC taking it on. That was part of their issue, how much money it cost. Would, do you think Bruce Arena even thought about it? Wait, 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 wait. So phrase that question again. Okay. Uh, imagine Bruce Arena needs a, a forward at that point. He needs a striker. Right. He needs a guy to score goals. Or or he just sees a reclamation project. I mean, he's he's notorious for doing that. Do you think that 
I mean, basically what I'm saying is using Bruce Arena as the judge here because he's the smartest guy I think in he MLS. Makes that move. Oh, I don't think he makes that move at Eddie Johnson for DP money. Okay. So if, it, if I, I think if he could get that if he could get Eddie Johnson for 250 300 he takes it. Okay. Though. Okay. Well then I mean that's sort of that's sort of what I'm saying. Look, is, I mean, look how many times he went after Edson Buttle. Right. So so what I'm saying is Eddie Johnson was worth whatever Bruce Arena thought he was worth at the time is essentially because if anybody could have made Eddie Johnson work coming off the contract, you know, going into a new contract, all of those then But Bruce Arena I think is smart enough to know that he doesn't need that head case. No, I know. I that's that but and, and obviously that was part of the problem and I, I don't know that it was there's only room for know. one ego in that locker room, and it's his. I mean, I, I I like Eddie Johnson for a lot of reasons that a lot of people hate Eddie Johnson, but I understand why, if it's your team, you sort of you decide to say, wait, wait, what are we Someone's doing? Someone's got to sign him. He's yeah. he's too good not to be signed somewhere, yeah. but, he's, man, yeah. he's just like, if you're D.C., a, a little you, that, the last Owens. thing you need was that kind of risk. Yeah, a little T.O., a little Terrell Owens in the, in the mix there for, for American soccer. Not, okay, so what else is on your mind, T.J.? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this all day, watching FC Dallas in the second half of that game against the Sounders, who we are, you know, about as good an MLS side as can be in the last few years that haven't won a, a championship, and they just wipe the floor with them as far as chances, possession, especially offensive zone possession. I'm surprised they didn't win that game like 4-0. That's yeah. what it looked like to me. Yeah. So the question is, where's how are they going to lose, like, if they lose? I, I don't see it. Okay. Tell me how they're going to lose, how they could lose. Uh, the only way I see it is that the experience issue catches up to them when it comes to the biggest games. Okay, but it, all right. Well, it obviously didn't in the penalties. I mean, they had their 20 year old stopping shots, their kids taking, I mean, Walker Zimmerman cool as anything, stepping up and, and hitting in that final goal. Um, By the way, how ballsy of Oscar Prey to throw Walker Zimmerman in there to take I know, that PK? I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's just a guy that knows his team. That guy knows. And it is, it, we, it's funny is that we forget that. How much he did the same thing in Colorado. Here's a question. And how is, it tells you how much is the coach that, that Oscar Preha walks in there, drops his dong on the table and says, I'm just going to play these dudes and all these rookies up here in Colorado and makes a run at it. Okay. Gets the hell out of Dodge, does the same thing in Dallas and Pablo can't even put his, can't hold Oscar Preha's hat in Colorado. Real quick. Real quick. Jurgen Klinsman resigns tomorrow. Jason Kreiser, Ooh. Oscar Pereja. Ooh. Man, I almost kind of rather have Oscar Pereja at a U20 level, just seeing what he's done with young players, you know. But, <clears throat> man, if you want to, if you want a legitimate investment in style of play, I'm taking Oscar Pereja. Okay. If you want a guy who's going to be results driven, I'm going to take Jason Kreiss. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What else, TJ? That was all I wanted to talk about. Personally, I would take Christ, though, just because, you know, Perry has developed a, a good repertoire for himself over the past two seasons. But we saw what Christ built at RSL. And even without him there for that final year, they managed to get very close to Supporter Shield, managed a decent playoff run. It was ended by L.A., but, you know, it's almost inevitable at this point. So I would take Christ personally. Okay, fair enough. Appreciate the call, TJ. It's good stuff. So that, now that we bring up the Christ issue. Yeah. First of all, your take, Jason, you may have talked on soccer morning today. I didn't get a chance to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ziggy Schmid out at Seattle. I, I, I phrased it. I, I framed it this way. Um, because I don't know what Adrian Hanauer is thinking. I don't know how Garth Lagerway is involved in, uh, come where on. Garth Lagerway sees his ex know, all down the hall. Okay. But think about it this way. Okay. And she looks hot. Okay. But we, but think about it this way. Sometimes. You want to detach yourself, especially, look, and I don't know about X. I don't know if the relationship thing really works out here for a couple of reasons. Cause Christ decided, well, I, I don't know. Maybe he saw somebody sexier, whatever, in the Jared Dubois parlance. But sometimes you want to do it yourself. You know what I mean? Sometimes you don't want to be tied to that same person because if he but goes does, back, if he wants to do it himself, doesn't he then not want Ziggy Schmidt? Cause that's the guy that's been doing it already. It's then it's someone else then. Well, I'm talking about from Jason Christ's perspective. I'm All saying, I'm saying is about 10 o'clock last night, Jason Christ got a text from Garth Legway and said, you up? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, did he? Did he? Did he, though? Did he, though? I'm thinking so, man. Diddy, I think though. that there was a Snapchat or something went through last night. Uh, uh, I... I, I I just it, it makes too much sense. I get what you're saying, right. and that I don't, but I don't think Garth Lagerway is that type of egotist that needs 
to feel like he stood on his own two feet and built something. I think what's important to him is that he builds something. Okay, maybe. I, I also think that there may be a problem culturally with the, the idea that Sounders would fire, flat out fire, dismiss, kick out on his butt, Siggy Schmidt. How can I, you not? I'm, I'm, I think that what may happen, okay, and I, you know, whatever, this is just a, a ballsy prediction, but I think what may happen is they're going to sit down and have their meeting, their, their, the briefing on the season, right? They're going to go over everything. Mm-hmm. They're going to talk about the loss to FC Dallas and how it went down and the mistakes that were made and the injuries and all the absences they had this year. And they're going to say, okay, Siggy, we, we know you did the best you could with this bunch, but it's been, what has it been now? 2009, right? So it's been yeah. six seasons. Yeah. Uh, seven seasons. It hasn't worked. We Two have or three open cups. We, yeah, you've, you've won a couple open cups. You want to support a shield. That's great. But really, we want the big prize. We, we're not so sure. And Siggy may look at it and go, you know what? I'm not so sure either. And this may be mutual. I mean, really actually mutual rather than we have decided if that's to the case, ways. is Ziggy done? All together, all together, because what's he have left to do in the United States? He did say that he wants to coach, and he said it's up to ownership, and there's nothing, you know, I'll see, blah, blah, blah. He did I say, see him taking on the Thomas Rongan like consulting from this role? point on. Like yeah. where he invests, maybe he takes over U17s, maybe he takes maybe. over U20s, maybe. and he goes and does something that's maybe a he's passionate about which yeah. is like youth development because he came from the college ranks he could go he understands but, but that player you could also send siggy upst- upstairs you can't do it in in seattle you already got garth Lagerway in place but you could you could bring siggy on i mean imagine what instead of not not LA, what if bruce arena brought ziggy on to be the no, that'd be amazing that well you've already what you got um he's because because bruce is doing that job yeah i mean yeah. to help him out or what about cross town what if lafc says Hey, here's I like a guy that sound. knows this league in and out, won a title, knows LA, been here before. He knows this footprint. He yeah. knows the player this of this is his, area. That's he his stomping knows the grounds. Knows the college yeah, scene. That's his stomping grounds. Why not say, you know, you're not, we're not giving you the head coaching job. We, you, you, maybe you don't want that head coaching job, especially in an expansion, another expansion situation, but we can, we can make you boss. And maybe you help us pick the coach. Maybe you help us pick the players. Maybe you help us set our strategy for everything, including academy. I mean, he, he, like you said, he knows SoCal. Why not? I know. I like that idea. I'm just not sure if it's, if the administrative side is something that he's interested maybe. in or not. But I don't know. Let, let, let me give you a scenario then. Let's say you're Jason Christ. Uh-huh. And Seattle puts an offer on the table. But there's an offer twice as much, double, from LAFC to do the whole expansion thing over again. Which one know. do you take? I think I I think you got to go. I think after the risk he took, and after sitting out a year and going to Manchester and going through all that stuff, I think he's got to go safe this time. And, and by safe, I mean established. I think he's got to go established this time. The, Chicago's calling him, right? Seattle may call him. Uh, Colorado should, but they've said they're not going to. He needs um, to stay the hell away Tor- from Chicago. Toronto may pick up the fo- phone and just say, "Hey, whatever. What the hell? Let's check on him." Like, how are you doing? Like, what, what's going on? Like, maybe you, maybe you, up? you, you yeah, you, up. well, not, not necessarily you up, but kind of like feeling out. Like, so, uh, yeah, yeah, heard you broke up. Like, what's happening? What's, what's new? Uh, you want to soccer and chill? I don't. <laughs> if that's not on a t shirt by tomorrow, we have done something wrong around here. Let me just <laughs> say that right now. Yeah, I, I think that it's got to be. I think it's got to be a situation where he's got a group of players that are MLS ready, even if they're a last place team, even if they're they're not a playoff team in 2015. You know, he needs that. He needs to not have to deal with all of those push pull elements, the the all the cooks in the in the room. He needs one guy again. He needs to, he doesn't. It might not be get back together with Garth Logger way, but he needs somebody who he can step in with and just say, hey, let's let's work this out. You and me, heads together, boom, we'll do this. Because I think he's he's still a good coach. He's still a good coach. I feel like we've missed on the the the, the Columbus Montreal game. What do you mean we missed? We haven't talked about it. Yeah, I haven't really talked about no, that. No, I mean, we, we've hit a few elements of the other games, but we got a ton I, of calls, it, man. That's what happens. We no, have, I know. I get it. I get it, okay. man. Do but, you want, um, all right. So, do you want to do this? Do you want to do Columbus Montreal and then circle back around and talk Patrick Vieira? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, so go ahead. I, with Columbus, I love the way Columbus plays. I really, really do. I just wonder if they can keep up the pace that they play at for the whole this whole series, you know. And it's and what I mean by that is just that 
first of all, they just played an overtime game. That's a tough, 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 uh, tough, uh, uh, road to haul. But just, you see the way Ethan Finley runs, the way Will Trap runs. And granted, maybe they're just built this way and they can do it all day long. Kai Kamara makes amazing runs off the ball. I'm just wondering if they can keep this up. Can Federico Higuain keep this up for the whole rest of the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think there are a couple of questions. Look, if they've got Finley on one side, Justin Miram on the other, feeding Kai Kamara, they're going to be fine on the attacking end. They just what about are. that back four, though? That's the problem, right? So th- they've had issues all year long sorting out how to balance their team. It's not that Michael Parker... Because Parker's- goes flying forward. I mean, and, yeah. and then there's just this huge gap behind for yeah, the counter. It, you know what it is? It, it, it's because of, it's because of uh, Waylon Francis on one side, Affle on the other, Pushing up and, and and being fun. I mean, I'm glad they do it. It's great to watch. But that leaves Michael Parkhurst and Soro on an island. Tony Chani having or Will Trap and Tony Chani having to like scramble into big gaps. But I think the- that's the that's the the temptation of comfort that comes with having Chani and Trap in the middle. It's like yeah. oh they'll cover maybe oh they'll cover yeah they're they're young and they got they got the legs but. But but you can certainly exploit Columbus, and I don't think Montreal was built to do it. I mean, I think Montreal they, they had this transformation over the course of the year, and certainly Drogba changed them. But New York is Lloyd, Sam, Mike Grella, Sasha Kleshin pressing into that space. Obviously, you've got Bradley Wright Phillips, who can if if he's not Kai Kamara, he's not very far away. So it's yeah, Lloyd Sam has more pace than Piatti or anyone else that that Montreal was going to throw at him on the wings. Oduro didn't play in this game, so leave him out of it. But on the wings, they're not they didn't play against anyone that can punish the counter the way Lloyd Sam can. And Lloyd Sam will just be a blur along that sideline if you let him. So I think there is something to be said regarding that. And also one other thing I want to throw out there is that I feel bad for Jack Mack because this dude is playing great ball right now. He just yeah. doesn't have a shot to char- start for this team. No, there's, not there's a spot no for him. start, no chance. Well, maybe he's playing for his next spot, which would be amazing because he's going to be moving on to what his fourth MLS team. And if, he's like if I'm DC United, old. I'm going to get Jack McInerney. Ooh, he's affordable and he can play now. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. All right, so uh, wait, let's see. We we touched on DC United and the Red Bulls. Obviously, we touched on Columbus and Montreal. We sort of touched on Dal- uh, FC Dallas and, and did, did he drop with another season in him? Well, Montreal better hope so because I don't think they got a plan B right now. Because he did not look good over that last series. No, he didn't. He looked he looked gassed in, in that at least in that second leg. He looked pretty. Now, gassed. granted, he played a European season, had a couple months off. He didn't. I mean, it's tough, he tough way played. for any guy to come in. He barely played at Chelsea. I mean, he, he played a little bit, but he barely played. Well, that's also what I'm saying too. I mean, was he really 120 minute fit? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, it, we didn't really give full glory. To what happened in Frisco, Jared? I mean, let's just very quickly just kind of and the kids are all right, man. I mean, well, not just that, just the, the that game, yeah, fantastic. And, and the twists and the turns and everything that we got out of it, and and just, I mean, the drama of it. Now, I was I was trolling a bit right after we got uh, what would we get? We got a an FC Dallas goal, a Chad Marshall goal, a Walker Zimmerman goal, right? Boom, boom, boom. Yep. To get to get us to to extra time, three different scenario yeah, changes. I, yeah, as, as somebody, I think um, somebody, if I, Andrew, a, Andy Glockner, who's a, a soccer guy, Fulham guy, and also does basketball, tweeted out there was there were three different who was going through changes in seven minutes, in seven yeah. minutes, and then they went to extra time, and then they had penalties, and then twenty year old Jesse Gonzalez, two big saves. Um, what I was gonna say is I was trolling during that that game when the drama was happening. It's like, hey guys, let's talk about single table like right now. Don't you think we should do single table? Come on, seriously, let's do. Sing- oh, were you the guy that started that? Because all of a sudden, <laughs> everyone was talking about how the playoffs mean that pro rail doesn't have to happen. I know. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> way to ruin my night. I was just look. I, I was I was just messing around. I was I didn't. But think- it's actually a legit God, topic to be discussed. No, I mean, look, I I, I like the playoffs. I I think that. Um, there, well, there, look, there's value in both. And I think you're being, you're being dense if you can't see the value. And, and look, culturally speaking, I think it matters. We do but to playoffs. a certain extent with pro rel, you get that one uh, amazing day at the end of the season sure. where everything's okay, but on the line. I'm not talking line. about pro rel. I was talking about single table, meaning all okay, I, teams. Okay. You know, be like, you can't talk about them as if they're not connected somehow. No, though. Well, I, I don't think single table works nearly as well without pro rel. I think that's true. Okay. But, then, but here's it. Look, here's, I saw people turn it into that discussion. Okay. Yeah. Well, of course I, I did see somebody make a point. I would rather have the final day. Uh, challenging for playoff spots, challenging for, you know, trying to figure out s- seating and all that stuff. Okay. That doesn't, it's not as big, but it's certainly something. 
and basically have decent team, decent to good teams playing for something on the final day, than have bad teams trying to play for something on the final. You know what I'm saying? But here's what's interesting to me, though, Jason. Playoffs have been around since the first first season. Okay, we've always done playoffs, Mm -hmm. but it's never been as good as this year. And I think that tells you something different. Is that it's not so much the playoffs as it is. How much the quality and competition level has changed to a true. point where it can, where the playoff system can entertain us to this yeah, value? We, we've had game, we've had individual games. We've are certainly back in the, the, the yeah the L.A. San Jose game where the, the like we came back from a five zero aggregate down and came back to win. Fantastic drama, you know. But and there's other games like that as well. But the quality and consistency of the playoff games. This season has been unparalleled in MLS. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. And, and again, the, and in isolation, that's not an argument for all oh, playoffs forever. I'm not saying that. I, I was sort no. of, again, I was poking the bear. Uh, you, there, there are legitimate arguments on both sides. I just think that because it's not something provable, it's not, you can't prove that single table is better for American soccer than playoffs. And you can't really prove that, that, uh, that the playoffs are the greatest thing ever. It's, it's the way we do things. You sort of shut up and watch the soccer and enjoy the soccer is, is what my point was. And Listen, we got 10 minutes left. We haven't talked about Vieira or headers. Okay. Well, let's talk about Vieira then. Uh, so Jason Christ out at NYCFC. That obviously happened since the last time we did a show. We've, we've addressed that. Patrick Vieira named today. Not a surprise. Grant Wall had reported our man Dave Martinez at Empire Soccer was on top of it as well. He comes over from the Manchester City Academy, Jared. I don't like it. I, I don't like, I like Patrick Vieira. I Me too. Don't like this movie. Great captain, great yeah. leader, knows the game, but I just don't like the. Okay, maybe it's just as the uh, the the um, the self hating American in me, the unworthiness of of American soccer in me. But I take this as New- Manchester thinks they can just plop any guy in. Yeah. Oh, this there's that American league over there. We'll just plop this guy in and he'll win the thing. Well, I think that it's interesting on two two different from two different perspectives. For NYCFC, it's a, it's an easy appointment. He's already in house. He's going to be their guy, right? He knows their system, but he's also inexperienced and maybe that is the thinking That, that doesn't they, matter, Jason. It's MLS. Well, maybe they they do think they can just plop him in. But I, I, I also think that from their, from, from their end, not their perspective, because they're obviously not seeing this, but from their end, I worry about it again, casting NYCFC as a minor league outlet of, of Manchester City. And even if that's true, don't act like it. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's true, even if that's how your structure is in your corporate, whatever, act like NYCFC is its own thing and a big deal. And when you do this, when you grab Vera out of your reserve team and drop him in New York City and say, okay, go coach those guys, you give this impression like it's some training stint for him. Like this is part of his education. Like, like NYCFC is go down to the minors and get better and then come up and we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you later. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what's going yeah, on. Yeah. And also, I just feel like it's the track record of foreign coaches in this, in this league. It's just not good. No, well, there's that it's not too. Not good. There's that too. I, I mean, I, it, the last foreign coach that I can remember that won MLS Cup was what's his name with, with the Colorado. Uh, I forget what his name was. Yeah. Gary, uh, Gary Smith. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then before that, jeez, I can't even remember Lothar Orsiander. I I don't remember who the it was the last like foreign coach to win the whole thing in MLS. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's just it's just there, there's a learning curve. And listen, it's not to say it can't happen, but I would put my millions of dollars I'm investing into a team something a little bit more pragmatic. Mm, okay, well, maybe for them that's what they think this is. Well, and there's also from a, okay, some from Vieira's perspective. I think this is a bit of a risk too. Um, this is a guy who wants to be a big time manager, Jared. This is a guy who wants to move up in the world and take on, I mean, maybe his dream is Arsenal one day. That would make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Is going over to MLS, taking on NYCFC, playing in a baseball stadium with a couple of old guys and a bunch of kids nobody has heard of before. Is that really going to build his resume for going back to England and getting a big job? Oh man, I I can't say that it will. I can't say that it will unless he has really, really big success really quickly. Because here's the thing: it's kind of a double-edged sword. If he fails, he failed in America. Right. Right. <clears throat> if he succeeds, he succeeded in America. Right. You know, like I don't <clears throat> see what the payoff is for him unless it's a direct link to the Manchester City job. To be honest with you. Yeah. No. I and I I, I don't know. Maybe it is, but. And because uh, who you know who knows what their plans are? Pellegrini's not going to be there forever. 
it's just it's just really odd. It's just a really odd situation. I think I think it's lose lose. I don't think it's win win. I don't think it's oh he's our guy and he's here and he knows soccer very you know he he knows kids he knows coaching. No, it, it's lose lose because as you said, if he succeeds, then that that you know obviously he's gonna whatever. I mean it's just it's just a difficult situation. It just is. All right. Yeah. Uh, where else did you want to go? Concussions and uh, heading the ball. Right. Yeah. The, the that's yeah the um, the ruling that came down today or settlement that came down today that's going to change U.S. soccer structure yeah. for uh, heading the ball at the youth yeah. level. There was a class action lawsuit for anybody who doesn't know filed in August of 2014 uh, about heading the ball. <coughs> excuse me, heading the ball and uh, the injuries caused by. It. Now we know head injuries are a problem in sports. American football, it's, it's a big topic. Soccer, it's less of a topic, but it's still a topic. We see players sort of all the time. I and mean, who was the, uh, the goalkeeper, the, the Kansas City goalkeeper? Tim Milia, right? I mean, we had that incident just a couple of weeks ago in MLS where he probably should have come off right away, didn't end up, ended up having to be pulled off the field. Um, yeah. we see it in Europe all the time. They barely even give any credence at all to the fact that a player might have a concussion. This yeah. isn't really about that. I mean, it is. It's a concussion issue, but they're also making it about heading the ball in general and sort of the cumulative effect of that on a young player. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really in two minds about this, Jason. Really in two minds because uh, as a parent, I get it because you don't want to take a chance with your children. And but as a guy that grew up playing, I mean, like I don't have any issues. Like I. Bed the ball my whole life. I, I mean, don't have could, a problem. You might be, and it's, look, the world might, is full of my friends who are also the same way. Okay. But what, where the, the, I don't think the danger necessarily is so much in the heading of the ball. It's the risk of head to head collisions. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. If you got a t- couple kids going up, maybe that's the issue. Now, the ruling is the federation will pro- prohibit players who are 10 years old and younger from heading the ball at all. Players who are between the ages of 11 and 13 will have a heading limit during practice. Is this, here's my like, question, Jared. What is the guy gonna have like a pitcher's count in his I, hand I and like, like, by hit, the like, way, the button every time a kid heads the ball? Some of this is not enforceable by U.S. soccer. It's guidelines and you can't really control everybody, but you know, it is sort of, um, you don't think AYSO is gonna get on this bad wagon? They want the USS, USSF support and money. Sure, but, but there are clubs, even the ones who operate within the U.S. soccer structure who are maybe even part of the development academy. We're just gonna go. What? No, we're we're teaching our. So you tell me a ball is bouncing in the air and a kid has to not head it. Yes, he has to wait for the ball to come down. Now here's here. I'm I'm look. I'm reasoning this out. This is I'm definitely stretching here, Jared, and I'll admit it. But there's two thing, two ways this could go for you for American soccer in in the big picture for developing our players because we're always concerned about that. One, oh my God, we're not gonna know how to head the ball. We'll never have another Brian McBride ever. This is a disaster. It's going to set us out, set us back a generation in terms of the quality of our players. Or, well, now kids under 10 can't head the ball. They're going to have to use their feet, their chest, their knees. They'll, they'll be able to, to bring the better first touch. Maybe this means better first touch, Jared. I don't know. What it means is that I'm not, I'm, my kid's still going to head the ball <laughs> at a, at a, at a home. Guys, at, at guys. home, this kid's going to be learning how to head the yeah, ball it, because when he turns 10, he's going to be better at every other kid at it. If you ever see little Rodius walking around kind of dizzy, now you'll know why. There you go. Right. There. No, I, listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm, what I'm worried about is head to head collisions. And from that standpoint, I totally embrace this. But I'm, my kid's at home in the backyard. He's going to learn how to head the ball. Okay. Fair enough. I don't like this game. Your men are brutish and their play is ugly. Um, all right. So uh, finally. I think what we'll do here, since the phones have completely died down, uh, I, Jared, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about a story that that you don't really know anything about, right? This is one of the this is, this is I'm throwing this at you completely blind. Rodius, Rodius in the dark. Rodius in the dark. This is gonna give uh, you're going to give us your honest, complete reaction to this story. Shoot. Here you go. The NASL is is a, is set to announce a new expansion franchise this week, Jared. It's going to be based in Oklahoma City. It's going to be called Rio OKC. Rio Vallecano is investing in a team in the NASL called Rio OKC. Shouldn't it be Rio KC? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's better. 
I mean, that's better, right? That's like stir well, that's Friday. That's my initial take on it. In addition to that, it's, it's like... Yeah, yeah, it's stir Friday. It's better. It's better. It's definitely better. I mean... Duh and or hello. And my other thing is, doesn't KC already have a lower division team? OKC, Oklahoma City, has the Oklahoma City Energy, the OKC Energy, which is... A USL team. Now, this has been going on for a couple of years. Oklahoma now. City got like that kind of new hotness that uh, it needs that uh, many teams? Apparently. And here's the other wrinkle here, and I'm still catching up. So I apologize if I don't have the details completely exactly right. But at one point, there was a group that was going to put an NASL team in Oklahoma City. They pulled out, and the league sued them. Now, eventually, they dropped the lawsuit. So I'm guessing that maybe this is part of that. There was a transfer of the franchise rights, or this group brought on Rio Vallecano, or something. But there wasn't a lot. I mean, it was getting ugly, and there's still the battle between USL and NASL on this turf, which is seems like weird turf. I mean, if you're gonna have a turf battle, Jared, I mean, if 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 that group over there and this group over here are gonna battle about a, a corner, shouldn't it be like a good corner? I mean, not, not, like, tur- if you're gonna have a turf a battle, at least soccer, do it on grass, a good soccer t- corner. I'm not saying okay, Oklahoma City's not a good town. It's probably a great town. They have basketball. It's it's a thing. Yeah, I, I guess my my initial thing on this is, oh, okay, I, I get that it's kind of cool that NASL has some legitimate money coming into it for once. And two, I mean, Ralph Alicano, the name value for people that actually know Wait, soccer. But I mean, what name the value? average guy in Oklahoma City is be like, Rayo who? Well, yeah, they're not going to say Rayo. They're going to say Rayo. Rayo 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 Vallecano. Vallecano. Rayo Vallecano. And, there ain't no volcanoes around here. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It should. It, it would be funny, man, if they just laid their supporters group the lava. Okay, it's just, wow. I, I, it's just that I, 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 I want NASL. I just want them to, uh, you know how go away. No, 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 no. No, I don't uh, at all. I want them to do better. Okay, this is me wanting them to succeed and wanting them to do better. They got their commissioner out there talking up big game. Really throwing it out there. They got a challenge to U.S. soccer over first division, uh, requirements and, the, and they're going to take a lawsuit and, and, and antitrust and all these things. They're talking about growing and we, we, we're the future of American soccer. And instead of, I don't know, growing, look, they're going to put a Miami FC. Okay, fine, whatever. That's great. Palo- yeah, well, isn't Palo- it any different than what, what New York City FC did with Manchester City though? No, well, it is. It, it, you're right. It's, it's the same. And I hate that too. I mean, I, I want MLS to do better on that front too. I hate what, but it's not, it's not, I mean, I guess, I guess in New York City, I guess, but that's what we call the place. So they kind of get around it to put, no, it, Rio, here's the thing. if you heard the NASL was partnering with Manchester City to make a Manchester City colored and themed team playing in a baseball stadium in the United States at NASL, oh, no, how would I you know. feel about that? No, the same way I feel about NYCFC. It's a, it's, it's ridiculous and it's the bad. The same way. Yeah. The same way. Now, okay. Well, okay, I don't think that, that NASL would get 30,000 people out to whatever baseball stadium we're talking about. And, and I, look, I, I'll say that the idea of putting a team in New York City proper is a good one. I think they're messing it up. I've said that consistently, that they're messing it up. And if they're not in their own building in three years, it's, it's a disaster. I'm sorry, it yeah. is. And no, you're, you're absolutely right on that. When it comes to Rio OKC, it's, okay, whatever. All of these are bad. Chivas USA was bad. Rio OKC is bad. NYCFC is bad. The idea of a Celtic somewhere is bad. Is bad. It's bad. Stop doing it because I understand the investments coming from overseas. But when you slap that name on these teams, you well, are it's just screaming. a fast money versus the right money kind of mentality. I, I guess. I mean, certainly MLS took the, the fast money, hundred million dollars, and NASL, whatever their franchise fee is, I'm sure it's like five, is taking the fast money when it comes to this team. I hope it works. I do. I, I see this almost like a targeted effort to go after a USL piece that they feel that they can crush. Maybe, but they failed to do that, or well, they didn't fail. They actually won in Tampa. Excuse me, because uh, the USL team is no more. That was a joke. I mean, it's just that we're all we've all been burned. If you've been around long enough, you've been burned a lot of times by clubs coming and going, right? I just don't. Yeah, want the- it, it's just hard for me to get on the NASL bandwagon after the traffic involvement. As soon as I you knew traffic was involved in NASL, it changed my opinion of him before all this happened. Yeah. Just because you knew traffic was dirty. I mean, There's not an American soccer fan that was actually plugged in and paying attention yeah. that didn't think that traffic sports was dirty. And by 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 proxy, it makes me feel that way about NASL. Do you do you think? I mean. 
can you even imagine? And this goes for NYCFC as well. I mean, if they get their own building, maybe things change and hopefully they go through a rebrand at some point. But can you even imagine people getting excited to go out and watch Rio OKC play in 20 years? In 20 years when, I mean, you want these teams to last. We're not talking about fly by night stuff. Oh, you know it? what I would do though? If I was a, a supporter of that team, I would have a chant that said, Rio till I die. Rio till I die. <laughs> that is not, <laughs> did you just really do that? Wait, hold on. I got to find it now. Uh, there it is. <laughs> we're born in Spain, but we don't play there. We're born, we're Rayo all night. Oh. No, that's not. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. I, I think we hit on all uh, most of the major topics. Got a bunch of good phone calls. Oh, I, okay. Sorry, I do want to do this. I want to just say mad props to Sebastian Velasquez, NYCFC midfielder. Oh yeah, one of my favorite players in MLS just because of his personality, the way he came to this league, his backstory. Um, Rat tail. Go read, go read his backstory from coming out of South Carolina, his family having moved to the United States. He got a, uh, he got a trial overseas in, in Spain and it, it didn't work out and he ended up at, at Real Salt Lake. Then he followed Jason Christ to, uh, to NYCFC as part of the expansion draft. He's been battling, um, alcohol addiction and he put up a post on his Facebook page directly addressing his struggles, uh, talking about the support he's been given. And I, look, I, I think, we, we, you know, we should all be applauding Sebastian Velasquez for. It, it reminds me yeah. of Santino Caranta so much. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Same, same sort of thing. I mean, just sometimes these things happen. Apparently Sebastian Velasquez has sexual abuse in his past and, and he's in order to deal with stuff. He went down a dark hole. Hopefully he's out of it. He's talking about being sober. I want to see that kid back on the field. Luckily, Santino Caranta had a DC family that yeah. supported him. And, you know, he was in LA when he went into it last time. And, you know, and he found his way back to DC. They took care of him there and he found a soft landing someplace where people cared about him. So RSL, pick up the phone, man. I think that's a great human interest story and a guy that can still play that maybe for the right money can fit back into your plans. There you go. Jared Dubois, Jason Davis, we're out. What else? Uh, what else we got? Anything? Go give sure, us a little bonus show we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to do a bonus show. Go give us a, a rating and a review. How about this? How about we do, since this is the show proper, we'll put it out there. If there's a topic, a thing you want us to talk about on the, on the bonus show, I mean, we're really not, we're not really putting limits on it, although, you know, super personal stuff's not going to happen, but anything that's kind of big picture, anything soccer related, not soccer related, pop culture, music, TV, uh, just growing up where we grew up. We already did our backstories, eh, whatever, Jared, we'll put it out there. People can ask us and maybe, maybe we'll do a question edition of the, of the bonus show. Yeah, we can do that. Q and A or whatever. Yeah. Send you us know me. Questions. I like, I like playing games. Send it. Yeah. We'll play some more games. We'll play some games. Talk to you guys. Playing hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room? Duh and or hello. Damn, damn, damn that's, that's an approach. I wouldn't be caught dead in a sweater vest. <laughs>